0: On this episode of The Heat Check, media day has come and gone, and let me tell you, a whole lot of shit is popping. We'll get into the highlights from Atlanta to the Warriors. We'll hear from everyone from Jimmy Butler to Steph Curry to Nick Nurse, and, of course, Michael, don't call me Mike Malone. We'll have a special guest interview as well with Fox Sports reporter Jerome Weitzman to spill the tea and get into the reporting that he just did on Daryl Morey and James Harden's relationship and why it was always Doomed to fail really good shit from your own. He was awesome. Can't wait to get into it, William. So drop that generic ass beat. It should be Rihanna.
1: Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick, The best podcast covering all the drama around the association.
0: Alright, so media day has come and gone. And now we're into the first days of camp. In other words, a new season, folks, is upon us. Where did the summer go? Where did it go? (laughs) I wish we had time to dig into every team. I really do. Uh, But unfortunately, that would pretty much take the entire week. I would be recording from sunup to sundown. There was so much to go over. A lot of meat on that bone, so they say. So we're going to highlight the teams that caught my interest on Media Day based on either current storylines, or just ridiculous things that they said, uh, and we will drop some sound and, of course, react. So many wild statements, so little time. We will begin with the Atlanta Hawks because, well, they are alphabetically first, and let's be honest, they're a fucking mess. So much has happened in the East with the big teams. I kind of forgot the Atlanta Hawks Existed. I mean, didn't you? Have they made any moves that give you any confidence that they're going to be able to compete on any real level besides being the 13th team in the Eastern Conference? No, there's not. Of course, though, Trey Young continues to be wildly confident in himself, uh, wildly overstating his place in the NBA. The first clip is none other than from Trey Young. He was asked, Hey, Trey Young, um, what are your thoughts about playing for the FIBA World Cup team or getting actually left off? And this is what he had to say. If you don't, if you don't think I'm disrespected, I mean, it's, you're, just not, you're just not telling the truth. But, I mean, it's okay. For me, I just want to go out there and keep keep the main thing, the main thing, is it's winning. And I know when I win a championship, all that's going to take care of itself. So I, I don't really care about anything else. I just focus on my team, and I'm ready to win. So. Pause. I know when I win a championship, that's going to be all worth it. What do you say? I know when I win a championship, what? It's going to take care of itself? Do we think actually Trey Young is the most disrespected player in the entire NBA? I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him. But I know that. I know that one player in particular didn't like him, who was John Collins. It had to have been just an absolute putting nails into your eyeballs kind of play style. He is salty. Trey Young is straight salty about being overlooked. Uh, will he get a look for the 2024 Olympics? The truth is no. No. Undersized point guards can't play in international games. Magic 8-Ball says, Better luck next time, Trey. Second soundbite comes from a guy with, uh, so much damn talent of the Atlanta Hawks that, has largely gone unrealized. and His name is DeAndre Hunter, one of the most, I would say versatile players that random NBA teams could trade for. When asked what he worked on this summer, uh, here is what DeAndre Hunter had to say.
1: I didn't work on anything. (laughs) That's all I (laughs)
0: got. Oh, okay! Jesus Christ! You just didn't pick up a ball. You didn't seek to improve. I spent a summer rehabbing an entire house, and I don't feel like I worked on anything either. Did I get abs? I did not. Did I improve my VO2 max? No, I did not. Did I get on a new uh, nutritional regimen? I did not. What did we learn from the Hawks Media Day? It's still a mess. Yeah, it is still a mess. Click Capella was busy watching soccer workouts, Patty Mills very excited to introduce his golden doodle to Piedmont Park. Quinn Snyder, head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, stated the obvious: "Hey, um, Trey Young can't be a turnstile." Uh, "Quote: Defense has to be a decision. Uh, at that point, is when you can start to get better." I don't know if this team will make a decision to play defense, especially as long as Trey Young runs this ship. Let's move on to the Boston Celtics, shall we? Uh, they have had a ton of interest in Media Day. By the way, Lauren Holiday—is that her name? Drew Holiday's wife blew the Milwaukee Bucks up on social media. We will talk about that, I am sure, at some point soon in the future. But it might have to do with Drew fucking Holiday, who published the sweetest goodbye you'll ever see to Bucks fans, followed by his wife's very, 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 very salty Instagram post about the trade. Since Drew couldn't be there for Media Day, most of the Boston Celtics spent their time either saying goodbye, it's so hard to say goodbye to our heart and soul. Marcus Smart, Grant Williams, Rob Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, and Welcoming Holiday. They lost a ton of pieces, didn't they? Mostly a welcoming holiday, let's be honest. They're like, fuck everybody else. We got the best point pointed uh, attack defender in the league, and we don't have to give the ball to to Jalen Brown in crunch time. By the way, did you see Jalen Brown trying to dribble with his left hand today? Should not have posted that, Boston. Should not have posted it. Brad Stevens uh, summed up everyone's thoughts best when he said this.
1: I mean, you know, there's a, <clears throat> there's a list of guys in the league that you always think you'll never have a real chance to get that you think are like perfect fits and um, that you'd love to be a Celtic. And Drew was, you know, one of those guys. And um, and the reasons are, I mean, everybody can see what he does on the court. Um, and he's a really good player, multiple-time All-Star. The defense has been well-documented, et cetera. But I think it's the, you know, just the he, he's an elite um, teammate, elite. Um, competitive character, you know, all of those things. Um, so, you know, uh, like you said, it's not one that you predict will necessarily um, you know, have a chance to, to get. You knew the price was going to be, you know, really high. And, um, But he's a guy that we think is a great fit for us and, you know, does so many good things on and off the court for us.
0: God, Brad Stevens, I'm glad he's not a coach anymore. He is so fucking boring. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. We love Drew. We love Drew. We love Drew. Can't go wrong bringing in Drew Holiday. He's that type of player. He really is. He's the type of player that everybody wants on their team, not just because of what he brings on the court, but because of what he brings off the court as well. Jason Tatum agreed. We brought in good guys, good guys who are great people, great teammates. I think they've done a really good job of that. I'm excited about the team we have. Another interesting soundbite came from Chris Dapp's Porzingis. I guess we don't have the bite of that. I couldn't find that. But he was asked about how um, comfortable he was uh, that he's been moved from the 4 to the 5 now that Time Lord's been traded. And he said, um, oh... I didn't know I was gonna be doing that but I do think it's a tough job for other fives to guard me the funniest moment was when Jalen Brown discussed going to the Colorado football game with Derek White they hit the tailgate early and according to Jalen Brown D White was drunk at 10 a.m. campus legend Buffalo legend let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now that's New Balance the two-way v4 featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with Fresh Foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Safe to say, though, that we got all kinds of stuff going on with the Boston Celtics where the vibes are as high as they've been in forever, despite losing four of their top seven players. I wonder, though, does Peyton Pritchard still want to be traded? Because I feel like he's losing even more spots down the rotation. We move down to the Brooklyn Nets very quiet offseason. Hellacious past few years, the James Harden trade, the Kevin Durant trade, the Kyrie Irving trade, lots of trades, Jared Allen trade, uh, the Steve Nash experiment, things have been bleak, Uh, but (laughs) they are looking on the up and up. We begin with Nick Claxton, who had some uh, fascinating thoughts many, many months later after not winning Defensive Player of the Year. (laughs)
1: So I went from being top three in the defensive player of the year, voting to at the end of the season, nothing at all. When Katie and Curry, when they left, it's like my name just fell off the map. It makes my blood boil.
0: It, it say it again?
1: It makes my blood boil. I was robbed of a defensive team, my numbers, My numbers were amazing. I passed every eye test.
0: He said, it's like my name fell off the map. No, sir. It wasn't just your name, Nick. It was the entire Brooklyn Nets name as a whole. He does have a point. Lala eyeballs turned off when it wasn't Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in Nets uniforms. After the trade deadline, of course, Nick Claxton, one of my favorite players in the league, continued to ball out. But more interesting to me was the... Standard, yearly, Ben Simmons is back, it's scary hours, ready to play his natural position, which is what?
1: It was a little up and down from, from the start. Um, I mean, it's hard for a coach to really trust him, or even you when he's not seeing it, right? And I'm not able to physically do it, you can't see it, and, you know, as a coach, I'll do the same thing, well, I'm not gonna play you, you know, you're not able to compete and do the things you, you know, I know you can do, right? So I think, just this summer, I've taken the time to get healthy, obviously, he's come he came down to Miami a few times and saw me. I think that's what was that was that's what it was. You know, he's able to see me get healthy, put the work and put the time and focus on myself and and show him that I wanna, you know, play at this level and be be the point guard and do these things.
0: Wait, 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 wait. He said to I wanna be the point guard. I thought that experiment ended. Oh, my God, no, Ben, please. It's worked so well before in Philly, didn't it? Jacques Vaughn had some skeptical quotes about Ben Simmons, especially as a point guard a few weeks ago. So I am dubious of this. In some other Nets news, Cam Johnson is hurt, says he expects to play sometime this year, which is... That is a big yikes. Mikael Bridges thinks Ben is going to have a huge year because Mikael Bridges Bridges is your resident optimist on the team. And Cam Thomas still has no idea how the Nets are going to use him, but he is ready to chuck whenever he gets the ball. So not much has changed uh, in the Cam Thomas universe since the last time we saw him putting up 40 shots in a game. Brooklyn's not going to be good, but they... They've got some spunk about them, you know? Like, I kind of like their confidence, even though they're going nowhere. Might take a few years for them to get where they want to go. Nothing from Dorian Finney-Smith. That's weird. Maybe it's like he's on the trade block. No one had as much to unveil during media day, though, though, as the Milwaukee Bucks. I can barely even say their name. I'm so mad that they have my guy, Dame Lillard. After all, they, of course, pulled off the biggest trade of the season. More off, Moreover, they did it in silence, like lasagna. Real Gs, move in silence. Everyone wants to know, though, how Giannis is dealing with the trade. And of course, that was the first thing that Giannis talked about on media day.
1: Having a guy like Dame on the team, it's um, it's unbelievable. Um, knows how to play the game, uh, plays the game in a high level, uh, built from the same cloth, uh, wants to win, is extremely hungry uh you know but uh, you know i've been here 10 years and we've been doing things quietly you know uh, we kind of be moving under the radar and now you know with this kind of move uh, it brings a lot of uh, you know attention to the team and there's a lot of hype around the team and uh, obviously we i believe and i think people believe that we are uh, one of the best teams in uh, in the east but at the end of the day it's not about what we believe or what people believe it's about what we what we do, you know.
0: And and we'll see. If they don't do what Giannis thinks that they should do, maybe he won't sign that extension after all. Safe to say, Giannis very happy to have a sharpshooter on the floor for the first time since the 2021 version of Chris Middleton, who, by the way, may or may not be healthy right now. Adrian Griffin, Adrian Griffin, you got to see what he had to say, which he absolutely is gaslighting, folks, about where Chris Middleton is, what the game plan is to get him back because he's not practicing right now. All he knows is that Chris Middleton is on track to play at some point, whenever that's supposed to be. Does he know when that's supposed to be? No, he doesn't. Uh, Love that guy, we do get to hear from Dame himself, what did he have to say about the new move?
1: I am who I'm going to be, you know, it's just a matter of how well I can take care of myself. Um, You know how sharp I can be and you know, just whatever that situation was just being able to um, get my feet on the ground and then start, you know, locking into it and understand what what our purpose is, what's expected of me, what what kind of basketball are we gonna play, what what kind of personnel are we gonna have? And um, I think coming into this situation is um, very, very easy. You know, you look at somebody like Giannis, you look at Chris, you look at Brooke, you look, you know, when I looked at the roster, it was very easy for me to make sense of, you know, what my job is gonna be.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect fit, Dame. We all know it, uh, hand in glove. I don't even know why you need to rub it in uh, about how easy it's going to be for you and Giannis to succeed, but maybe you should be a little quieter about it, you know what I mean? Kind of lost in the hullabaloo, though, uh, over Dame was the fact that the Bucks made in another impactful signing, which was campaign. He averaged 10-4-3 for the Suns. He was a, p- a player who, when Chris Paul got hurt in the finals, was putting up buckets, shoots 38% from three. You get him on a one-year deal for $3 million, that's a steal. The funniest thing that everybody was talking about uh, for the Bucks actually took place in Miami where emo Jimmy Butler was sulking. And he looks at media day as his Halloween, declares that he has no ill will towards Dame or Giannis, but he hates Adrian Griffin and wants to stomp him out in the playoffs. Everyone knows I don't like Adrian Griffin at all. Since my Chicago days. What the fuck? Did anybody know that? Of course, Jimmy Butler was trolling again. Adrian was an assistant in Chicago. Jimmy Butler was with the Bulls. Often picked picked him up to drive him to practice. So they're fun. Jimmy Butler always being the clown. Dame is settling in. It looks like things are going to work out in Milwaukee. But there are only two big questions. Can the Bucks stay healthy? Because for two years, they have not been healthy. Uh, Especially... What is giving me great pause is that we don't know what's happening with Chris Middleton, and it doesn't seem like anyone really wants to tell us the truth. Kind of feels like Watergate over here uh, with just the deletion of tapes. Nobody knows. you got to read the, the transcript about what Adrian Griffin said as it relates to Chris Middleton because it's insane. I can't even read the whole thing. I'll just get mad. Uh, and two, whether a rookie coach can handle the big three, especially when he's obviously a gaslighter. We'll talk about the Bucks a lot later. Uh, this year. I promise you.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.